This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is the Dumbbells of Personal Fitness Podcast, where we, I'm Eugene Cordero, except for it's me, Ryan Stanger, speaking on behalf of Eugene and himself, but Eugene is on this episode. This is uh, part two to our conversation with Peter Benefes. But anyway, I'll finish the intro just so you guys know what's up. Uh, and I'm Ryan Stanger. We have discussions and answer questions on all things health and fitness. This is solely based on our own working experience and a little bit of bro science. So please keep in mind that we're not doctors, never claim to be. Just a couple of dumbbells, love herself some fitness, and want to help you with yours. And the help can start right now. So uh, last week we talked to Peter. Uh, it was a great conversation. Uh, it went long. Uh, so we decided to break it up into two parts, uh, give you guys a little bit of a cliffhanger, uh, what the kids call uh, cliffhanger, keep you hooked in for episodic television. Uh, how's it going to end? Well, we have the exciting conclusion now. I feel like I've said exciting conclusion a lot, perhaps too many two times. I'm already misspeaking. This is a short intro and I'm already misspeaking. Not a good sign, but I feel like I was pretty sharp during the episode. So don't let my current state of, um, of fluency rattle you or scare you off from the episode because I come in there with a pretty nimble, nifty mind. Uh, and you'll hear that when the episode starts. So anyway, without further ado, here is the, I won't say exciting conclusion again. Here is the remainder of our conversation with the great and hilarious Peter Benefiz. Thank you for listening and enjoy the episode. Here's something I was thinking about that outside of the dregs of wearing, of having to wear the mask again and all that, which, you know, even, even for lifting weights, which I'm, I'm with you, Peter, like I'll wear it. I'm fine. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, complain about it, whatever they think is best I'll do. But, um, but having not worn it for a while was really nice. Yeah. And then, so, so outside of that, like, I feel like I need a solid month or six weeks amount of time that I can trust uh, where I'm just doing a relatively normal routine, not even counting working out, just like a normal day of like running errands, you know, mm -hmm. maybe reading for something, an audition or doing a job or whatever it is to where there's not a lot of other we you know, COVID factors happening. And then I feel like the, the gym will feel like a more, uh, welcome and, and, and normal part, like less of a thing. Cause right now it's like, I work from home, whatever I can. And then the gym is like my big thing. Yes. And it's tough to like build a day. Like, this is my big thing. Like fucking going to the gym. Like I don't even want to go, you know? Yeah. Versus like, if I'm like out, I'm doing stuff, this, you fit a workout in and then you go, it just, it, I think it would feel better. It's just like, it's, it's just taking like a weird priority in like my day, you know, yeah. in a weird way. I that agree makes with sense. you. I, 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 now that you like you, you said it out loud, making it a priority. And then not only is it a priority, it's the thing of the day is so bizarre. Yeah. Like that, <laughs> that's the most important thing where it was just part of your routine and you liked it as just kind of part of your life otherwise prior to this. And now it's just like, oh, what's the big thing I'm going to do today? I'm going to work out. Yeah. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be the star of the show. Yes. It's like this, it doesn't have the talent to be the star of my mm -mm, show. Mm -mm, mm -mm. It, I like it yeah. and it's good, but it shouldn't be like, this is the thing I'm doing today. Yeah. Great, Great supporting support. character. Great yeah. supporting Great support. character. Yeah. This is a, this is a co-star. This is not a series regular. Yeah. 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 Uh, Man, I, I love uh, love these strangled analogies. Yeah, yeah I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure out how to put it, and that's the best way to put. It. But yeah, man, uh, it, it, like for me, it, uh, my schedule. I mean, again, I don't want to complain because it, it happened to everybody. But my schedule obviously changed so drastically that it's like now it's like let's say if i have a self tapes is you know no auditions or you know no one's doing in-person auditions yeah and so like like self tape will become like okay the main thing of the day that i had to sort of deal with is this and then now this is over and then there's yeah there's working out um i could maybe go you know at least like somewhere hang out tonight you know with some buddies or whatever like that but it's like I don't know. It, it, it feels like there is a vacuum in a, a big portion of my day where it's like, well, there's nothing to do other than whatever I create to do. It, 
I like force myself to sit down and write or if I fucking, yeah, I don't know. Could go to a weird cafe and get a Frank Zane omelet, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or like, yeah, I can just sort of like look for weird cafes to go get a Frank Zane omelet. But yeah. it's like, other than that, I got nothing else to do. Um, but it's crazy because it's like, you know, all of us, like we, you know, it's like, Normally, either you're doing a show or you're on set or you're in an audition sure. or you're, and then there's just the regular ins and outs of life. Or you are, can see your other friends in shows or you can like, yes. you know where people yeah. were going to be. Like you, like you had a community to kind of keep you busy and keep you active where then that self tape was one of the many things. And also it's, even though it's easier, honestly, it's harder to like just be like, hey, can you jump on a Zoom with me and do a self-tape with me? It it has made it easier than like having a buddy come over, but um doesn't feel as uh, not electric though. Yeah. Like I'm watching some of my shit and I'm just like, God, what are you even looking at? I don't <laughs> even know what I'm looking at. <laughs> I'm just like cross-eyed in the thing, you know, like just uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, nice. Nice. Yeah. I'm You're surprised hired. you didn't get it. You're hired, you, <laughs> you ever thought about going pro? Yeah. I, so I, many I, cross-eyed I, characters I, out there, man. Considering it. Yeah. Considering it. So uh, many. But, I've yeah. made the final decision, but I'm considering it. Good. All right. Good for you, man. Way to stay active. Uh, so Peter, you mentioned, um, you mentioned food. And so you made some changes with food. Now, what were you junking out on the most? And then what, uh, what has been your, uh, your biggest change? Like, give us like an idea of like a, a perfect day of eating for you now. I was junking out a lot. Um, let me see. Yeah. Just like, shit, like in and out. Uh, just like fried foods, um, uh, fried carbs, like anything <laughs> fried. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot From of that. Where, like where do you like, you got like, you got like takeout and you would bring it yeah, home or take something? Yeah, takeout or like a lot of times I would be like, I would get like sort of like frozen stuff from like Trader Joe's. That oh, is yeah, kind of already pre-fried or whatever. Sure, or sure. Yeah. Breaded or whatever. Even if it wasn't fried, just like very, very carb heavy stuff. And then yeah. certainly a lot of potato chips, which I love. I, I mean, I just love fried potatoes, whether it's potato chips or fries and shit like that. And then that's a lot your of, that's your kryptonite. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> and then and then uh, what is it? The uh, um, the Popeye's chicken uh, sandwiches oh, yeah. is just fantastic, and they're so fried. Mm-hmm. You so, got their, so, you like their chicken sandwich. That's the one with the pickles and stuff mm-hmm. on it. Yes. Their offering of that. I heard it's great. It's very, heard, it's yeah. Great. It's I think you used to not be able to get it. Yeah. There was a while where you couldn't get it. Yes. So it, wasn't, it was like the vaccine. You couldn't get it. And now <laughs> it's all over the place. If you want yeah. it, you can get it. Um, yeah, and half the goddamn country doesn't want it. I know. Now that it's available so often, people don't want it. Well, you know Have what? Have the chicken sandwich, it's delicious. Dad. Yeah. yeah, you can't even you can't even give away these chicken sandwiches now. <laughs> people are like, yeah, you know, there's microchips in them, but um, <laughs> but they're so delicious. They're so delicious. Yeah. Um, that what else? Pizza, just like junk, junk, junk. All the foods that are like sort of like comfort foods. Sure. Yeah. I was just like, yeah. You just kind of locked it down with it and just kind of got got comfortable. Yeah, I was just an anxious boy. Mm-hmm. I was an anxious. Now, boy. Were, you, were you doing this alone or were you doing this with friends? No, I was. I mean, the, the the first several months of the whole pandemic, I don't think I really saw anyone. I saw my parents a little bit, but other than that, I didn't really see yeah, anybody I, really. Um, everybody was pretty. Separate. It was yeah. yeah. It wasn't until later when I was like, okay, I can start seeing people that like. You know that I know where I care for or whatever, and then yeah, kind of went from there. But yeah, that was that was something I didn't think about being, um, you know, married with a kid and stuff. Was that some of my friends that are completely single and live alone were just like completely isolated when people were being really strict in the beginning? Like it was just fucking solo. You know, that's, <laughs> that's tough, tough, man. Yeah. That's no wonder you, you're like, oh, I'm going to at least eat some fun stuff. If I maybe would, you know, kind of indulge and, you know, have a little celebration meal once or twice a week before I'm going to do it seven days a week now. Yeah, definitely. And then drinking a lot of booze. Yeah. Drinking a lot of booze. But what it's that for me didn't last long. It was like, 
after like a couple of months, I was like, wait a minute, I don't like drinking a lot. Like, I don't mm-hmm. like drinking to like settle my discomfort or like right. because I'm anxious or upset about what's going on in the world. So like, I actually then just really reduced my drinking because in general, like I like to drink socially. So like being home alone drinking, I was like, this fucking really sucks. It's like, this is depressing. So like that actually helped me sort of just not really drink a lot during the pandemic, which is, which is better. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, it's like self-medicating anything with alcohol is, is just sucks. Sure. Um, Absolutely. Cause it'll, it's like, it'll make you good, feel good on Friday night and it'll make you feel like garbage Saturday morning. <laughs> And yeah. Um, yeah, that's the name of my new book. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Yeah, what a um, great book based um, on a couple of months of drinking. Yeah, based on a couple of months of drinking. <laughs> uh, Peter, a story by Peter Benefaz. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you, how about you guys? You, like, I know Ryan, you don't drink. Don't drink. No. And, um, I mean, or rarely. And so it didn't, you know, I didn't, it didn't spring up for me that much, but I could see how it would. I mean, the food definitely ate a lot. I would try to eat healthy, but I, I, I didn't miss any meals, man. And, and certainly added extra stuff in there and like, and also doing significantly less, but eating more, you know, did you gain weight? Yeah. Yeah. So I gave, I'm like, I'm like back to normal now, but yeah, I put, I put a couple, like I patted myself out a little bit and, um, like I did like, um, I did a video for like a sketch thing or something. And then I saw, I was like watching it when it, when it went on and I looked at my face and I was like, Ooh, big rye, <laughs> big rye, <laughs> big rye on the screen there. I had like the extra, like orangutan, you know, like padding on my face <laughs> you know like an adult a male orangutan has sure. like that kind of okay. extra yeah. shit on yeah. there i had some of that going on but um but yeah so like i was able to kind of like make a clean break from that and you know dial in some food stuff similar to yours i didn't have the same physical thing but i was like i, I don't know i just got more present with what i was doing and then i think you, it's like you just adjust to like okay this is how it has to be for a while so obviously i can't eat this way and I don't maybe have some of the kind of environmental regulators that I had before. So I just have to invent my own. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Um, yeah. yeah. Like invent, you know, we all this, especially people that were kind of self-employed and then, you know, you really had to like your days kind of opened up in weird ways. You have to create structure, I think. Otherwise you go crazy or, you know, bad habits start to pop up. Yeah. What about you, Eugene? Did you, was it like, did you lose weight? Did you gain weight? Um, I, I, um, I put on some pounds, I think during it, I mean, you know, a lot of it was for me the same as you where, uh, you know, I fell into the comfort, you know, the comfort of it a little bit. I, I, I went mentally bonkers a little bit, just as, as far as having to stop doing everything for a while. I, I, you know, and I mentioned this a bunch of times and I, you know, like for me, and it's not like again, like me trying to create champagne problems, but I, I never golden handcuffs. Yeah. Golden handcuffs. I, I like, you know, I've been putting my head down and just like going, what's the next gig? What's the next gig forever to the point where, you know, I rarely gave myself a break to kind of just sit back and, you know, take it in for a little bit or take a couple of months off. I don't think I've ever taken a couple of months off. If anything, I was like, next month has to be busier than last month mentality. Um, So then to be forced to do it um, for a while, I was, you know, it was like, you know, mental gymnastics of trying to figure out that it was okay. And knowing ultimately that my advice to anybody else would be like, take the break, you know? But for myself, I just couldn't do it. And then I ha- it took me a while to get into it. And then once I did and tried to fully relax, I got in very vacation mode with my family, kind of settled in. And we were also- sandals. Yeah, yeah. We were also getting ready for our second kid. So, you know, my, you know, Trish was in like a, you know, in, in the mindset of just kind of, hunkering down and being home. So I, since I was home, I got to do it too. So, you know, going into the second kid, I was, I was pretty, um, relaxed, if you will, um, about 
my nutrition. Working out, I still, you know, was still having fun kind of thinking of new home workouts to do this and that. And like, I think our podcast kind of kept me in check too. Cause I was like, here's another way for you to work out at home. And I would try it before right, you know, yeah, that's we would do it. So, you know, that, that was keeping me, um, present as far as the workout thing, but as far as the nutrition, it was just hard not to like, you know, want to just have another pizza day, you know, where we're just making pizza at home because, you know, we overbought a bunch of, you know, frozen dough or whatever for like (laughs) the next six months. Um, but yeah, that kind of shit. But you know, then, then after a while and after same way as you, like you realize, Oh, I'm here to lock it. You know, we're, we're going to be at this for a while. Then you needed to kind of find a a balance, and I did. And drinking again wasn't isn't necessarily something. I, it's something that I enjoy socially, and I realize it's just not something that I've ever really done. Where it's like, oh, I even if I'm by myself, I just need to have a drink and just unwind. It's you know, it's not that's not a unwinding thing for me. Like you know, I can't if nobody else is having a glass of wine at dinner, I'm not going to be like, I need one. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, no. If everybody's getting a bottle of wine, I'll be like, oh, I'll have a little. You know, um, so it's totally a social um, thing for me. But no, yeah, I hear you, um, it, Pete. Oh, Peter, I wanted to ask you. So, give us like a good day, like a perfect day of eating for you now. What is that looking like? Oh yeah. Huh. Let me see. Perfect day of eating for me. Could this put is you the perfect the day of eating. Uh, doesn't always happen this way, but like I'll have. I usually have like like. Okay, a perfect day of eating like breakfast, I would start with like like eggs and like it's something just simple, eggs uh, and like I was hoping you'd say ground beef. Just something <laughs> simple, just like eggs and like a lot of ground beef. Um just a lot of you know just some of it cooked, some of it raw. <laughs> oh, God, uh, no, uh like so like it would be like 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 a multigrain type, like a sprout bagel, um, some eggs. And then tea, like that's like how I would kind of start it. But then sometimes I don't end up eating eggs and I'll just eat like a regular bagel or something. But like, I know like you're supposed to apparently start off the day with a high concentration of protein, like definitely more protein, the carbs, otherwise like your blood sugar fluctuations or whatever kind of like, I at least definitely feel it in myself. If I just eat a very carb heavy or like even a breakfast, like that has sugar in it, I could feel like my energy, I take a crash. Like my energy dips a good yeah. two hours after that. Wow. Um, yeah. And then like, I don't know. I mean, today I had like a Chipotle burrito for lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then dinner, I'm probably just going to just kind of make myself like a quick pasta type thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, that's, that's kind of like a, I feel like today's a fairly <laughs> decent day. Like, you know, nothing like at least nothing like I'm I'm within my, the realm of like the kind of diet I'm keeping where it's like I don't think anything is is very cholesterol heavy that I that I had today. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then but I'm also trying to watch like carbs and stuff because of like blood sugar levels and whatnot. Um, but uh, what about yeah. are you a portion guy? Are you a guy that has trouble eating too much or not enough or something like that? Or is it is it mainly just kind of you run into trouble or you put on weight when it's like the snacks and the salty snacks that you enjoy. Like if you have, I didn't really put on weight because of that stuff. It just kind of like fucked with my cholesterol and stuff. Got it. So like, like the thing, in fact, I actually lost weight during the pandemic because I lost muscle mass, which was a thing that really bummed me out. Cause I was like looking in the mirror and I could just see like, how like I could see how my muscles had shrunk for just cause from not using them the way I would normally use them. So, and that was like kind of the biggest bummer. I was like, fuck. Like luckily. Got a little skinny fat. Huh? A little skinny fat. Yeah. It just, I just didn't. Yeah. yeah it just like, especially when I also saw that lost weight, I was like, oh man, I literally have lost like fucking muscle mass just cause I'm yeah. Yeah. sitting here watching Netflix, eating these fucking chips. Um, yeah. and not working out and stuff like that. So that was kind of the biggest bummer for me. Um, but yeah, just like the diet thing is what kind of led me to be like, okay, I got to take better care of myself. Cause like, if this shit's going to be going on, this kind of like world is going to be going on for a while. It's, it, I can't use it as an excuse to just like, fuck, well, I'll, you know, once life comes back to normal, I'll be right. Like, kind of like, no, 
we don't know that. So I just got to, you know, so I've definitely been better about it. I wish I could have came on the show. I'm like, oh, yeah, man, I've just, you know, been hitting it hard, this, that, this, that. I mean, to be honest, like everybody, you know, like, I mean, people would rather hear the real journeys, to be honest, because I feel like, you know, I, I even am like when, when people have like um, excelled in every aspect during the yeah. pandemic, it, it, there's part of it that's just like, oh, that doesn't feel real to me. That's like, you know, that's a little eye rolly to me where it's just it's like a little like, uh, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> where this is totally like, yeah, we're I'm glad we got locked down. I've improved myself. Right. I, yeah. Right. I've written five books, finished a script, improved my body composition. I needed this. Okay. I, oh, I was so glad I needed this. I really needed yeah. that time. Um, right. I'm sure everybody got some type of benefit in some way. Absolutely. But, like, you're absolutely right. It's like to, to pretend that this wasn't still a detrimental thing for all of us yeah. in some way or another in life, is, is, it's kind of like, come on, man. Come on. Right. Yeah. Come on, person. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, come on, person. You're not being a person right now. Person. Yeah, yeah. You're kind of yeah. You're being you're faking the funk. Yeah, yeah. truly. Yeah, it's uh, but uh, I don't know. It's I think there is going to be a probably studies done in the future about how this lockdown affected people physically and mentally and like their all, overall health of this like country during that time. Um, yeah, it's crazy. It was. Enough time to change your life, but not enough time to really, I, I don't know, change people in general. Everyone, it's like, it's still like society, I don't know, we're still kind of as we're bad as we were before yeah. the pandemic started. Yeah, I, it didn't feel I like it kind mean. of gave clarity to people. It didn't feel like, we just went through this crazy ass stuff and like, instead of bringing people together, it separated this even greater yeah. divide. Well, because we, it was, we no- just like, we have like crazy <coughs> short memories. Yeah. Cause it was like, this is like, you mean to tell me that because we haven't worked together, that something like this never again, this will never fucking happen again. We're united. We're going to wait. JLo and Ben Affleck are back together. And yeah. people are just like focused on that and like completely forgot about all the well, other promises. Yeah. I mean, it's just, um, with everything and during this time. And I mean, we needed it for a certain extent, but like there was the outlets that were available made it hard for people to truly connect. I feel like if, um, like for instance, if, uh, if this happened and also for some reason, all cell towers and cell phones went, Oh wow. Then I think that would bring a connection to you and your neighborhood for, you know, like yeah, there would be the post office would be doing better <laughs> And you'd be getting letters from friends and finding out ways to to get to people's houses. You'd still drive to places, but like you, there would be more outings where people are sitting six feet away from each other just to see friends. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That would be- and and connect in that way. And you know, you you wouldn't you wouldn't have to you wouldn't be looking up what you needed to know to keep your prejudice strong. You know what I mean? Like you would just have to kind of live in what's happening around you. And I think that that would have changed people to be people a lot more. Yeah. The phone thing, man, dude, I, I'll, I'll see like at the gym, like crazy things of like, there'll be 15 people and you just look out and all of them are just like hunched over their phone. And I'm bad too. Like, it's not me as like as some non phone looker, sure. like I'm horrible with my phone, but it would be like, it reminded me of like out of like a horror movie of like what's bad for the future. It's like, man, we're in it now. Like everybody's just on an island looking at their phone. Everybody's all the looking time. down. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to snap a picture of it because it was, <laughs> it was, so, it was so remarkable. There was so many people and they were all in the same, in the exact same position, like looking at their phone, like all spread out, like you wanted, every single one of them. You wanted to take a picture of it, but you were out of batteries because you were looking at your phone <laughs> <Yeah>. too much. <laughs> I had too many apps open. I couldn't fucking get the camera going. I was just scrolling Instagram, Twitter, looking at stuff. I mean, if you think about it, it makes sense. Like we're all big children in some, in 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 a bigger way, uh, sort of bigger context. And it's like now with these phones, you have access to everything you want, anytime you want. Information, communication, uh, purchasing, 
fucking sex, you know, whatever you want on your foot is right there. And that would yeah. be actually, that'd be crazy. Imagine if all cell towers go down, there's no sliding in DMs, there's no sexting, there's no phone. So you're just literally writing people letters. Yeah. Asking yeah. them, hey, you know, what are you wearing? Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, then wait for that and letter then finding out two weeks later. Yeah. They, and yeah. then finding out two weeks later, you send it to the wrong house <laughs> and it's not your, it's not your, yeah. your or you, that you never, that you never put a stamp on it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. that's your kink. So it's kind of worked yeah. out. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It, wrong house. No postage is the only thing that gets <laughs> you off. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wrong house. No postage. <laughs> hey, what turns you on? Wrong. I don't know. I guess uh, sending letters without postage to people I don't know. <laughs> there's somebody else out there that's got that. Yeah, somebody else has that. There's some. Yeah, there's somebody out there getting horny off anything, like getting. Yes. Like, there's somebody out there who probably gets turned on by getting a parking ticket. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I wish I had that. Some kind of masochist. Yeah, sure. People that are like, oh, I almost got away with it. How many minutes was I almost away? Oh, yeah. <laughs> One minute away. I could have made it. Oh, well. 65 bucks. Oh. <laughs> Here I am. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's what, people change, but I mean, people had to go through something, but it definitely didn't change human beings uh, maybe that's even naive for me to say like i'm surprised people didn't change because i'm sure people changed but I, I wonder maybe because with all the crazy stuff going on in the world crazy stuff going government crazy you know socially everything yeah. like if people are still in sort of flight and fight mode where we're still yeah. sort of just trying to survive and then maybe it's years later when we realize what the real outcome was like what what did we really experience and what is the long-term gain and loss of this experience that we all collectively went through. Yeah. Um, I think one thing, I think, I mean, I think Zoom, the whole Zoom thing is going to, is going to change business and social interactions forever, especially business. I mean, just like for us, like if there was no Zoom or like a Skype type thing, like let's say in terms of auditions, we would probably be back inside doing auditions now, you know, and like, yeah, It'd probably be just like, I don't know, whatever policies in place for to, to make that as safe as possible. But just because of Zoom, it literally affords everybody the the opportunity to like conduct business in a much more safe way. Maybe not as effective, but fucking. I mean, I personally really miss not to make this too much about auditioning, but I really miss being <laughs> in the room. Sure, you know? and um, Zoom helps, but it's one of those examples where like. Zoom recreates it slightly, but it's still not the same thing. But. It's not the same, man. Yeah. Hey, everybody. I want to interrupt really quick to talk to you guys about a wonderful sponsor we have for today's episode called BetterHelp. Now, Eugene and I, we care about you guys. We want you to be happy. We want you to be feeling good. We want you to achieve all your goals. Is there something that's preventing that from happening? What is it? Let's get to the bottom of it. We want to help, guys. We can't exactly do that. We're not trained. We're not licensed. But you know who is? Better help. Well, better yet, what they're going to do is they're going to place you with a licensed professional therapist. And you're going to meet with them online in the comfort of your own home. And they're going to get help you get to the bottom of whatever it is that's blocking you from achieving those goals, from living your best life, from optimizing your happiness. I had an issue. I've talked about it a bunch. If you've listened to the show, you know, uh, with compulsive eating, wrestled around with it, struggled, met with a lot of different therapists, wasted a lot of time, frankly, because they weren't the right people. I kind of knew that going in. Like I could tell that whatever this person was, what their specialty was, wasn't going to be right for me. Now, had I just met with better help or used better help rather, and let them assess my needs, they would have placed me with the proper licensed professional therapist. I would have met with them online in less than 48 hours. That's under two days. And uh, we would have got to the bottom of it. They would have saved Stanger Man a lot of trouble. And that would have been good. Uh, it's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. 
You can send a message to your counselor anytime. You're going to get a timely, thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule your weekly and video phone sessions very easily. No uncomfortable waiting rooms, nothing awkward, nothing weird. Don't have to size people up or let them size you up. They're they're keeping you out of what's uncomfortable about this. And it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. Uh, like I said, I was limited in the counselors that I had available to me. I knew they weren't going to be right. I still did it. It was a struggle. But if you're using BetterHelp, They've got licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem, and a lot more. Just the tip of the iceberg, iceberg guys. Uh, anything you share is confidential. It's convenient. It's professional. It's affordable. You don't have to listen to me yammer on about it. Check out the testimonials they post daily on their website. People are writing in, getting help, feeling better. You should be one of them. Uh, the service is available to clients worldwide. And uh, I want you guys to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com dumbbells. Join over 1 million people who've taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash dumbbells. I also want to talk to you guys about protein. This podcast, Dumbbells Podcast, is kind of like uh, the protein of podcasts because it's there to support you, there to nourish you. It's mental, right? Not physical, but it's mental. And uh, it's going to help you work out and exercise if you want to do that. And it's going to maintain your overall health or at least help you do that. And that's what protein does too. Kind of. Look, it's a little bit of a strangled analogy, but you get the idea. And uh, I'm excited to announce that our beloved sponsor, Ritual, the multivitamin company you know and trust, is now doing protein. That's right. They're introducing essential protein, and it's really shaking things up. Because we all need protein, guys, but it can be a little bit intimidating, the powders, the protein powders. Weird formulas marketed to like the no pain, no gain crowd, pump gym freaks. Uh, and you might think, hey, that's not me. Do I, do I need protein? You do need it. And, uh, and the folks at Ritual know that. And so their team of scientists over there, you guys ever heard of Harvard? They reimagined protein from the ground up and inside out from how it's made, who it's made for, and why it's needed. And what they came up with is a delicious plant-based protein that's offered in three premium formulations for distinct life stages and unique nutrient needs. And it's all made with the same high standards approach and commitment to traceability that Ritual is known for. A while back, Eugene and I were trying to find a great supplement company to, to sponsor the show. Uh, we were so pleased with everything that Ritual did, um, their commitment to traceability, uh, you know how they're able to deliver to your house, um, all that kind of stuff taste, flavor, quality, and they're bringing that to protein. And so it was a no-brainer for Eugene and I to switch over to Essential Protein. We've been using it. It tastes delicious. It's amazing. Um, I love the traceability part of it. If you guys don't know, uh, Ritual makes all their, uh, all their products, um, their Essential Protein is what I'm talking about, uh, traceable. They think that you deserve to know what you're putting in your body and why. So with their one-of-a-kind visible supply chain, you always know what's in their formulas, where the ingredients are coming from, and why they're included. That's huge. A lot of these protein powders you'll get, you, uh, you can't recognize the ingredients. You can't even pronounce them. So if you don't recognize them, you can't pronounce them, you don't know where the hell they're coming from. And they certainly aren't letting you guys know where this you know weird word that you've never even heard of, like whatever the hell this is, uh, you don't know where it's coming from. It's not the case with Ritual. You know exactly what's in there, you know why it's there, and you know where it came from. That's huge. They're also thinking about tomorrow just as much as they are about today for you guys. They want to support your daily health. So they make their essential protein with nutrients to support bones, brains, and muscles to help maintain muscle mass as you age. Because as we get older, guys, we start to lose that muscle mass, and that is not good. The, uh, the bones you know, get a little more brittle when that happens. When you atrophy, you want to keep that muscle mass to keep your bones strong. And you lose that muscle, you lose your calorie burning potential. 
You need a lot of lean body mass to burn calories and need protein to maintain that lean body mass. They've got a thoughtful, purpose-based formulation. So it's clean, plant-based formulas that are specifically created to support nutrient needs for different life stages. Whether you're 18 plus, uh, you're falling the pregnancy and postpartum category, or 50 plus, they got you covered. You're getting 20 grams of pea protein plus a complete amino acid profile, and it's made with essential choline to help fill in common dietary gaps. Uh, I mentioned before how much Eugene and I have been enjoying it. The flavor is amazing. It dissolves perfectly into water. I like to mix mine with, uh, you know, sometimes I'll do it in a more elaborate shake, but I like mixing it just with some ice cold uh, filtered water, maybe a couple ice cubes, get that uh, delicious handcrafted vanilla flavor. And uh, I'm off to the races. It's, uh, it's made from a direct from farmer vanilla bean extract that's sustainably harvested in Madagascar. Sounds good, right? Because it is. It's a delicious vanilla flavor, not some uh, chemically taste. Tastes great. Um, in terms of standards, their peas are sustainably grown and, uh, and farmed right here in the U.S. And like all ritual products, there's no sugar added, uh, no sugar alcohols. And uh, they're soy-free, gluten-free, and formulated with non-GMO ingredients. Check in all the right boxes for the dumbbells, guys. So why not shake up your ritual? To make trying something new less scary, Ritual offers a money-back guarantee if you're not 100% in love. Plus, our listeners get 10% off your first three months. Just visit ritual.com slash dumbbells to add essential protein today. That's ritual.com slash dumbbells. And now back to the episode. There's a trade-off. It seems it feels like it's more streamlined because you're like, okay, so no, you know, don't have to drive there. It's sped everything up. You don't have to, there's no waiting room-ish, you know, you're or you're waiting on your computer or whatever. And so you have more time to prepare and all that stuff, but it's such a trade-off because it's not, you know, you lose a lot from you it You don't too. have the info. Yeah. yeah. For me, you lose that info. You lose that readjustment. You know, it, it, it just... It, I think people experience it with work too, you know, where it's just like any, any other job. You have a meeting and it seems like, oh, great, we can get all 10 people on the same Zoom call and get a lot done, but you don't, you don't communicate the same way. It's a lot of like wait for that person to talk, then wait for you to talk, then wait for that person. And then you leave it and you're like, shit, I didn't even say, you know, 80% of the stuff I wanted to say. Yeah. Whereas if we were all together kind of talking over each other, we could have done it. So I think there's like a real, there's a real trade-off, you know? And so I'm curious, you're, I'm, I'm with you. Like so much of it is you, you can't unshoot this bullet or you can't get this genie back in the bottle, whatever metaphor you want to pick, Peter. Neither. Your choice. Neither. Neither. Okay. Neither. Fair enough. We'll come Keep up with working. another one later. Um, but, uh, you know, some of it will never be the same. It'll always be different now that we have this. But I think they'll also realize that, like, productivity was better with, like, in-person stuff, you know? Yeah. Because I know, like, a lot of businesses are looking at how they're going to be able to save money by having less office space. You know, they're just like, we'll just have our people work remote. Why have them come and be in an office when we can just work remote? And we'll save on that overhead. But I think they're going to find that they're going to lose a lot of productivity, Cause just, you know, people just don't get as much shit done. Sure. This stuff happens better. You know, there's more synergy when you're all in a, in a space together. It's like working out too. I feel like, I feel like I get less intense, less comprehensive of a workout. If I do it at home, maybe not less intense, but certainly like I have much less options than if I go and actually physically do it at the gym. Yeah. And I guess it makes sense yeah. with work too. It's like, I, cause right now I'm sitting on my couch, like comfortable, like in my sweats, and like maybe that puts me in a certain frame of mind or a certain energy that would be different if us three were actually in the room and, and doing this. You know, maybe sure. so it's like it's like that exchange of like physical energy with with us. Like, I guess that is missed. But you know. yeah, I definitely feel in the gym. Like when I'm, you know, when I'm in the gym, like it's easier for me to get down to business than at home. Yeah. It's hard for me to get to the gym, but then once I'm there, I'm like, all right, it's time to work now. Yeah. Whereas towards the end, like doing the shit at home, I was like, fuck, what is it? Four sets, five sets. Sure. <laughs> what is it? Who's counting? You know? I mean, that's the same with like, you know, getting zoom fatigue as far as like trying to do any kind of shows or interviews or any of that kind of stuff. It's just like 
bonkers. It's just, you know, I, I doing a Zoom improv show or oh. whatever is just like, it's just in a void that is just not, not needed, you know? Uh, and doing a live show, uh, I mean, I, Peter, have you done any shows? Did you do any shows in person since I've things done, opened up for a second or anything? Yeah, I did a couple of live shows. Uh, and man, it was it was fun. Crazy, right? Yeah. Crazy to be back. It was it was such a great feeling. Um, Stanger, well, did you did you go back and do anything? Not yet. No, yeah. I haven't done anything yet. But you couple did a, on couple on Zoom, which sure, are like but that's weird. different. Yeah. yeah, but Peter, you've done a couple. of live and yeah and man it was fun i mean it uh it certainly neither environment was like the best environment for improv per se sure but, like it was just so much fun it, it felt, didn't matter right no it didn't I, I would have done it in the i don't know in the back alleyway in front of a bunch of cats uh, <laughs> yeah, if they were yeah, a paying yeah. audience no uh, <laughs> yeah you, you know we those, don't care about paying audiences man those cats pay bro yeah, yeah. except they kept meowing throughout the whole fucking show. <laughs> Same suggestion. Same yeah. suggestion over yeah. and over. Yeah, meow. <laughs> <laughs> or like purr. Rattling. Either purr or meow. But no. Rattling the tuna cans are eating out of. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was really annoying. Eat. It was really yeah. annoying. Um, Keep it down. And <clears throat> uh, yeah, so that shit was really fun, man. I really yeah. enjoyed that. But I did a couple of Zoom improv shows in the beginning of the, of the pandemic, and then I kind of just stopped. I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. It's just, it's just too hard. And it's not fun. Yeah. It's not fun. Yeah. It's just too hard. It's just, <laughs> let's face it. This is fucking stupid. Hey, what, what are we doing? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, like, yeah. Come on, let's, let's <laughs> yeah. all go to sleep. No, it uh, really exposes what improv is when you're I know. <laughs> just doing it over Zoom. <laughs> you're just like, what the fuck? What the hell's going on here? Uh, yeah, if, if, if in that kind of show thing, cause I've done some podcast stuff and it make, it works, you know, obviously this, but like, even like improvised podcast sure. stuff totally works. But, um, but the show element where you're trying to do like your show is strange. Well, it's also one of those things where it, when it's a podcast or it's one of those things that's improvised, that's part of the format, you know, that, and you're, you're kind of used to it, but that was also at a time where you knew you were going to go out and also do shows live. Like it yeah. wasn't the only option. Um, in the same, in the same way of, uh, you know, your workout becomes your, the big thing of the day. It's like a zoom improv show is my big performance yes. opportunity for the yeah. month or two. Like that's bonkers. Right. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so hopefully you know, with things moving, hopefully better and people, I don't know. Well, Being so smart. let's, let's focus, <laughs> let's focus smart. on, yeah, well, let's focus on Peter. So Peter wants to box more Yes. and you feel like the, you, the pieces are going to fall into place once you get some kind of regular boxing practice going. I think that will be, I think that could be the X factor. Yeah. But you got your eating squared. So that's, that's good. good. Yeah. Certainly more squared away. Yeah, yeah. So I feel I'm feeling good about that. Uh, if I could just kind of like just get consistently back in, in track on the gym, it's going to help me with everything, like with energy, with with like help me, you know, sleep better, help me. Yeah, I mean, um, but I feel like I'm de redeveloping the foundation of it. Now I just have to like just get my ass up, drive to the gym, walk inside. And that's that's the hardest part, I feel like. Once you're there, yeah, you're actually like, okay, well, I'm here. It's it's cool, you know, like, but just driving, parking, no, getting ready. <laughs> You're right. Hold on. Getting up, putting down the joint, getting up, <laughs> yeah. driving, I mean, uh, getting ready, driving, going to the gym. So, yeah, yeah that's. Char charging the AirPods. Yeah. Charging those the AirPods. Are those are charged up. Good. I didn't forget them. I'll turn around if I forgot them. I'm like, oh, looks, we tried, <laughs> you know. I forgot the music. Not going to happen today. I just use a pair of these that I have for the gym. A pair of these puppies. The plugins. Oh, yeah, yeah. I should throw one of those in my car. Yeah. I used to only. I used to only use the plugins, and then I got the AirPods, and then they were like easy, you know, like to you know because you can kind of move around with them. But there is a little bit of extra planning involved with those. Sure. Yeah. But um. I used to be a plug-in guy. Like I used, I was a holdout for the plug-in guy. I had to use the adapter for a while because I got the. Oh yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Because <laughs> I had like some good ones 
that had the old plug and I got the new phone. And so I had to get like some fucking adapter, you know, really showing my age there. They're like, you know, wow, you're fucking old as hell, dude. Yeah, you man. You were still using like a, um, a, an iPod touch, right? At the gym. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A nano. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my nano. Nice. I still have got it loaded up with music. I still have a Walkman that I take to the gym. (laughs) Um, You can't hear the music very well, but um, yeah. Do you guys like? Is music a must for you guys? Like, can you work out without music? Um, I I've gotten used to um, working out without music sometimes, and I don't mind it. Um, uh, I don't mind it at all, but I, I. I think I'm also so used to hearing my children screaming that like the quiet of working out with nothing is nice. (laughs) Um, So maybe that's part of my like kind of moment away is like no noise other than like a little bit of clanking of things moving around and, you know, um, so I like it. But even then, every once in a while, if I need to get um, psyched up, you know, then I need, I need, you know, got to throw some corn on. I got to throw some corn on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Some Papa Roach, you know, the use. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. Uh, classic. This is my last (laughs) resort. Suffocation. (laughs) (laughs) Suffocation. Who is that? That sounds like, uh, that Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey character on. Fire Marshall. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Suffocation. It does. does. Let me tell you you something. (laughs) It totally does, dude. Um, <laughs> oh man! But uh, Papa Roach, huh? Yeah. Whatever happened to them? I don't know. I'm sure they're playing fairs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. OC yeah. Fair. Yeah, they're yeah. doing it right now, man. <laughs> Fucking a big turkey leg and some Papa Roach, yeah. man. That's yeah. a, that's a Sunday. Yeah, a little cotton candy. Are you a music guy, Peter? Do you or you could go no music? I'm like you. I can do both. Um, yeah. Sometimes I really, sometimes the music really hits the spot. Other times I kind of don't care. If I'm in a hurry, I just want to get in, do a quick workout. I'll, I really don't need the music. Like just yeah. sort of like being on a time crunch gives me the sort of the, the you know, gives the me motivation, stimulation, yeah. motivation to get, do it right and get out of there. But, um, like I absolutely love listening to music when I hit the bags. Um, I really, really like that. Do you like follow? Do you do you have a certain? You fall into the rhythm of the song in order to do like bag work and and uh, shadow yeah, boxing yeah, and stuff? somewhat, somewhat. Yeah. Um, like if I'm hitting the bags, I'll like I'll sort of each round I'll be focusing on one thing. Like let's say if one round I'm hitting the bags, I'm sort of focusing on the on body and like combinations to face and body, and then maybe one I'm just um, uh, focusing on the jab, and then maybe I'm. One I'm focusing one round I'm focusing on the uh, left hook off of a of a jab, uh, like left jab hook a combo type thing, and yeah, and then sort of yeah. like so I like so that has something to do with sort of the pattern too, depending on like what thing I'm emphasizing or focusing on in that particular round. But definitely music, it's like yeah it's what's uh, your what's your bag what's your bag work music that is your go-to and i think probably anything just like upbeat anything that would hype me up a lot of old school hip-hop stuff that i like um a lot of like 80s type like i'm 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 i love cheesy like 80s type like inspirational music which is kind of like 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 what's your what is it? Well, I like have a Peter Cetera. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I have yeah. Tiger like is just so cliche that I just yeah. Uh, uh, I of the Tigers good as hell. I heard, I of the Tigers fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I, but for, like there's such a genre out. of that type of music. Yeah, it's yes, always yeah. like, and the lyrics are always like, "Don't give up." <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When all said and done, like, or, like it's all very, um, like the type of music you hear on like the soundtrack of Bloodsport. Like, yes, I love yeah, working yeah. out to that kind of stuff. Yeah, you you like montage music. Montage I love music. montage music. Yeah, '80s montage music. I love it. I love it. But yeah. that's so that's kind of my thing, man. Talking about this makes me actually be like, okay, I feel like working out right now. Yeah, I don't I think I'm going to go to the gym right now. I'll be Not honest. Not tonight. Yeah. Not tonight, but tomorrow uh, it's going to hopefully inspire me. I'll do shit to motivate myself. Like I'll throw on some Rocky clips or even like, um, 
blood sport. Like I always get pumped when, um, when they do, when he has to show them that he's part of uh, who is Shidoshi oh, is. That. Yeah, oh, yeah. And they, they're like, show they, they want to see Dean Mock. Dean Mock, yeah, yeah, the death touch. And then like you hit the, it hits the gong like boom. And then like, uh, hey, Frankie, I hope you know what you're doing, baby. Oh, that's very and, good. Uh, that yeah. sounds just like him. Yeah. Um, he's got to break the, the brick on the bottom. Like that's, that whole scene is like fucking great. That's awesome. It. And then I love the song from the part where at the end where like he got that stuff in his eye. And he can't see and realizes like that's what like Mashidoshi had been teaching me that for all this time. And then like the yeah. song there is like he remembers back to when he was serving him tea blindfolded. Yes. Yeah, he's like that's yeah. why I was fucking catching this goldfish with my fucking bare hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shidoshi, thank you. What a dope movie. What a like, great movie. No disrespect. Not very well written, not particularly no. well acted, but like, it's just, I've it seen that movie like 40 times. It didn't matter. Yes. Something about it for our generation of, it's, it's what, it, it defined us. It defined Jean-Claude Van Damme. It defined us as fans of that it's crazy. I mean, it's the, it's the whole reason like UFC is a thing, Mortal Kombat is a thing. It's like yeah, it's changed. It changed everything. Yeah, the Kumite. I mean, that was that was uh, UFC. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> Who gives a shit if Bruce Springsteen's his Shidoshi? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what difference does it make? <laughs> so good. Ah, oh, man, the American well, asshole who does tricks with bricks. When he gets the coin out of the guy's hand, that's a oh, great yeah. part. What's interesting uh, is they present him as this like crazy martial arts like specialist, but he, he was just a champion. Not, I mean, he wasn't just, but he was a championship kickboxer. Like he was never like um, that type of. Tri- well, I don't know. Never mind. I yeah. mean, even if he was, I mean, who knows if his his fight record was invented or inflated? I mean, he just looked good doing the stuff. Well, they said the dude that it's based on was a fucking. Uh, oh, he's bullshit. Bull, Frank total Dukes. bullshitter. But um, yeah. but apparently Van Dam was a world champion in kickboxing. I have heard that, but I mean, who knows? Yeah, yeah. that's true. He you looks also heard great that doing. He was it. a ballet dancer, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a um, dancer. Better than yeah. Barishnikov. He was like, right, right, he was right, hailed right, better than right, Barishnikov. Right. He broke a toe and then got into martial arts. Yeah, Frank Dukes was like in all those black belt magazines. That's who it's based on. And they have like all his records at the end, like the fastest to knock out and all that shit. And like he showed him his trophies, but then they found out that like he just bought those trophies from like a trophy yeah, store. Yeah, he Amazing. never went to a Kumite or anything like that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like a big giant like Kumite trophy. Like here it is, man. If you need wow. any more proof, there you go. Like all those guys, especially those guys. And like a lot of the Aikido guys are all fucking bullshit. Do you, do you guys ever follow Mick Dojo on Instagram? Yes. They're a great, they're a great. You should check them out, Peter. It's a great uh, Instagram follow. And they just have all those like bo- bullshit guru guys and they'll nice. show and like people run at them and they like use their hands and like the people fall down and stuff. Yeah. And, I've saw, yeah. I've seen a lot of compilation videos of like those guys getting their ass destroyed by actual MMA fighters. Yes. And I always get a real kick out of it because it's like, uh, yeah, it's so fucked up to send people out in the world thinking that they have a skill that they don't really have. Yeah. It's like, it's like the ultimate, you know? Yeah. It's huckster. It's like snake oil fucking bullshit. You're just, you know, you're conning people. Yeah. I mean, that Aikido stuff, I I don't know much about it. So I certainly don't want to like, not like I'm insulting it, but I guess I just don't understand it. Uh, I, I don't I, understand how it. I think there's parts of it that are cool, and there may be some people that are great, but it is deaf. That one in particular is a breeding ground for like a lot of fat white guys that are that are purporting themselves as masters, and they're you know, and it's like bullshit. Right. And like Steven Seagal being the most ultimate example right. of that. I mean, he yeah. He supposedly had his own dojo in Japan. He's like the first American ever to have his own dojo. And I mean, there's no bigger con man than him. Like he's a total piece of shit. He's a total I love his shit. movies. I love his first couple of movies, but he's a total like liar piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. And then now you see him like in Russia, like doing the demonstrations and he'll like tap his arms and just kind of like knock people down and shit. And they're all just like running into him and taking throws and stuff. I mean, it looks, it looks more fake than professional wrestling. You know? Sure. Yeah, and if I guess if, if listeners are wondering what well, Aikido is like, well, how would you describe it? It's kind of like using someone's force against themselves. Like that's kind of like the 
That's yeah. the, a yeah, lot of that. throws and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I've always been really interested in like the martial arts. I, I, but I obviously, well, the one thing MMA showed the world is that like most of those things are, are not particularly effective in like an actual hand-to-hand combat Yes. Thing, you know, and so. Well, huge notes because he does Muay Thai. I mean, that's one that's really like you, you, the, the way that you train to do that is you fight other guys and it's rounds and there's no, there's no pausing. There's no taking time in between. And so you just get really good at taking punches and throwing punches and kicks. And that's the only thing, you know, yeah. if that, you know, it, having like every, like the, the joke of like setting somebody up perfectly for them, like, okay, move your hand here and I'll move my hand here and you move your oh. hand there. Like, no, there's no real world application for that. Uh, I think Eugene and I talk about Bruce Lee all the time, Jeet Kune Do, mm-hmm. and he was, he was like the, one of the early adopters of somebody saying like, Hey, um, or the early practitioners of somebody saying, Hey, just use whatever works. Really He's, the first well, guy who said mixed martial arts. He's like, yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. focus on one thing. It, that's, that's not smart. I think that's why mixed martial arts is so great. Cause it takes the most effective forms, which is Mutai, uh, wrestling, jujitsu and boxing and puts it all together. And it's. It, to me, that's like, it makes sense. It's the most effective. I mean, just talking about like Thai boxing, like um, it's it's like you can clearly see when someone's doing it, even in a competition, two two athletes are competing. You could see how this would apply in the real world. How these yeah. type of kicks could apply in the real world. How elbows, the types of punches that you all throw, you know. But yeah. when I see Aikido, I'm like, wait, if someone, I don't, yeah, I I don't, yeah. How does that work? Um, yeah, maybe like a one move if you catch somebody by surprise. Yeah. You have that to, was cool, you, but you cool about Bruce to, was like, hey. You have what? to have Aikido, you have to have the guy start again. You have to right. go like, oh, I see where you're coming from. Can you come at me again? Yeah. Because now you, I know exactly how I should move. Like, so hey, that brother, so like, can you slow down just a tiny bit? <laughs> yeah. My elbow hurts a little bit. Thank yeah. you so much, man. Again? All right, great. Let me go ahead. All right, and draw yeah. it. No, no, no. Do That was perfect. Do that, but put this jacket on. Yeah. Do that yeah. Because I need... <laughs> Because you're, I can't grab your wrist if it's got your bare skin there slipping around. Yeah. A little if bit. I can just give you this like wig here, just put on this wig, <laughs> um, just, and then make a mean face. Very good. All right, and yeah. go. All right, cut. And take this. No postage on it. I'm going to have you deliver to this address, <laughs> which is wrong, and uh, we're going to give me everything I need. Very to good callback, my man. Uh, yeah. So that, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, that was, what's cool about Jeet Kune Do is like, if there was something from Aikido that worked, it was like, yeah, great. Use that. And all the other shit that doesn't throw it right out. Why, yeah. why, why, you know, f- bask in all the pageantry of this bullshit. Just do the stuff that works. That's true. You know I should have karate for a couple of months when I was a kid and I just couldn't really get into it. Uh, and then I discovered boxing. I was like, ah, this I really like. And no yeah. offense to karate. Karate is great. Uh, it helps build this and all that. But, you know, we're spending like weeks at a time doing that. Uh, yeah, like that kind of stuff. And I was like, this is not going to this is not going to do it for me. But then when I went yeah. boxing first day, I was like, ah, I can see exactly how I can apply this immediately. Yeah. You know, um, and I guess the difference is martial arts is it's not just about fighting. Boxing is realistically just about fighting. So I guess maybe that was the difference. But. And you just want to fight. I just wanted to, uh, I want to, <laughs> no, I just wanted to feel like cool. Well, first of all, I wanted a strategic advantage. Yes. And I, just from what I was seeing around, um, I was like, okay, most people on the street don't know how to fight. They just don't. They're, even if they're tough guys and they're, they're not scared to fight, they don't have the skill to do it. They're wailing their hands around. They're just, they're, you know, they're not defending themselves. And then so th- then I realized with boxing, I can have a strategic advantage over like 90% of people that I run into. Yes. Really because of that. And also I was always smaller than everybody else. So that kind of had a chip on my shoulder. And I was like, this is a great thing for me to utilize to be like, to <clears throat> make myself feel tougher and cooler and, um, you know, maybe create some kind of a reputation for myself, like yes. something like that. And that was the kind of like thing that fueled me. And then once I got into it, I was like, oh, this is really cool. This is, the people are cool. Like the energy, the vibes are cool. It felt less about, once I started doing it, it felt less about violence and more about just learning this skill and then learning the discipline that goes along with it. So it was pretty cool. I, I think I was lucky because I got schooled by some pretty cool people who, genuinely loved the game and weren't about like 
whooping somebody's ass. And yeah. I, I'm yeah. glad I did because I, I at least got something. I, yeah, I saw like the, the benefit of any type of sport and training and what it does for your mind and like stuff like that, I think, especially for like a young dude. So important, man. I mean, yeah. that's, you, you know, finding that like, um, that, that, that kind of connection in the right place. And like, you, you know, even just the fact that it spoke to you when you did it the first time and then it put, you know, putting you in like the right kind of supportive group and, you know, and again, like coming back to structure, you know, all that shit. It's so, you know, I'm hoping that I can find something like that for my kid. I haven't found the home run thing for him yet, but, um, uh, um, does he, uh, how old is he? He's 10. 10. Okay. Oh man. Yeah. That's a, does, has, do you know if he's interested in any type of like, um, any like combat sport? I mean, I hate to call it a combat sport, more to like, like combat training sort of. I, you know what? He likes the idea of it. he lacks the discipline and then like maybe kind of natural athletic ability. And so it's, um, that's, that's like a, uh, a factor because it's like, he just doesn't naturally take to that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, so, and then it's hard. And so, you know, just kind of like going out there and, you know, doing it and just not being good at it. And then it being hard is like an, a recipe for like, I want to yeah. quit right away. It could be a little scary because it comes, because it's like a very physical thing. I could see why it would be a little bit intimidating, like, especially yeah. if it's not his thing, you know? Yeah. And it's, it yeah. Works, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's got to really want to do it because. Yep. Yeah. Also, it's, I did. I got into it when I was like, just turned seventeen. You know, so it's right. like, I think at ten years old, I probably would have been apprehensive to be like, let me just like go into this ring and have these people punch me. You know, like, it, I just wouldn't. At ten years right. old, I just didn't want to do something like that. I was. Yep. Yeah. You know, Eugene's got Quincy in something that's pretty cool, which is like a hybrid of a lot of different things. And they, it, 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 I want to find something similar like that for Stone because it'll, um, it just, it's enough to kind of get them excited without being intimidating. They also get to try a lot of different things and see what they like the most and maybe what they're the best at, you know, cause it's like, you just take a shot. Like I would want him to do whatever the best was. And so I put him in there, but he, that may not be his jam. You know, he may yeah, like something yeah, yeah. that's equally as beneficial, but it's maybe not my favorite thing. So I, you know, I want to get him in something that's a little bit more broad spectrum that he can, you know, try a lot. And it's more kind of catered to kids to be enjoyable for kids. Yeah. I think that's know? big. I think that's big is like having it where it's not like a discipline yet. Cause I think that way it's just like you're, you're trying to get them into something so specific when you don't even know if they'll like it. And then if they're, if they like it a little bit, it's just too specific for them to get all in on. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah. Um, but you know, who knows? I, yeah. I have Quincy, my son, he's four and a half. He's in, um, a little dragons program where he's learning, um, like kind of karate Muay Thai stuff nice. now. So, <laughs> so, you know, uh, and it's like my old crew from, um, the Muay Thai gym. So, you know, he's, he's got a kid that's around Quincy's age and he teaches kids, um, just various karate stuff and like forms, but also the kicks are very Muay Thai based and, you know, the, the stance for hit for punching is like, not like that kind of karate, but it's more of like being in like a boxing stance or a Muay Thai stance of like being ready to move. So it's really cool. I love it. Um, nice. And when yeah. I say nice, I don't mean to insult karate. It's just, yes, it's, you know, it's, it's great for discipline. It's great definitely. for form. And, and you're, you know, and we're kind of putting together kind of karate slash Taekwondo for children. It's just like more of like a, you know, learn how to follow directions, learn how to dance basically. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I love that. Which, you know, which is different than what Quincy's kind of learning now, which is like the self-defense stuff he's learning. He's actually scared of. So he's not sure oh. if he likes to do it because oh. it's about a guy coming at him and yeah, he has yeah, to block yeah. and be loud and punch and then run away. Like it's, it's very intense. Yeah. And I think that's just like, he was like, I don't want to do punch block. I mean, block punch run away today. I'm like, yeah. I don't think you guys going to do that. And then they'll end up doing it. And mm. I can see oh, no. that he's he doesn't like fucking he's freaking out. Uh -huh. Yeah. It's so crazy um, when you have a kid, cause you see him be so loud and brash in the house 
you know, and then when yes. you put them out in the environment, you see like, oh, my little guy's scared, man. That's weird to yeah. see, you know. So yeah. I'm used to him kind of ruling the roost around here. You feel so yeah. bad for him. Yeah, it, it is. But it, it's definitely still a, it sounds like a good experience. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. just like yeah. just developing some of these like fundamentals early. It just feels like you really can't, it really doesn't hurt. Um, I, the only thing is like, I like, you know, my, my, my God kids, both of them are in this sort of like, children's MMA thing. And when my godson, when he first started doing it, he would come and kick something, like kick me in my shin. And he'd do these kicks where I was like, man, you little, like you're doing real kicks on me. Like this is a trained kick. Like, and his dad comes like, hey, didn't I tell you don't, you know, you don't use those outside. So it's kind of like you fall into that a little bit too because the kids like, okay, let me try this thing that I've been taught. So oh, yeah. Like, but it's, I don't know. It's, it's, I think it's a great thing. I think like kids knowing, Self-defense, it, 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 maybe not even looking at it as self-defense, especially like Quincy's so young, but just sort of like, yeah, I don't know, just like the back of his mind, these like little, I don't know. Oh, it's it's oh, self-esteem. Yeah, it's an esteemable yeah. act. You, you practice, you get better at something and then you can handle yourself and you, you, you get body awareness and learn your body. And my dad, my dad was really into boxing and so he taught me at a young age and we had a heavy bag and he'd hold mitts and stuff. Oh, I, mean, awesome. I loved it. I just couldn't, you know, I just, I don't think stone loves it like I did, but I would, I would yeah. want to practice it and do it all. The, like I would bug him. Like we hold, you know, the pads for me and he never wanted to do it. You know, it was like, uh, I was hassling him for it. And stone's like, I will say though, away from me. Quincy does, he's into it to a certain extent where I can walk into the room and say attention and he'll get up. Oh, nice. He'll Love get it. up and put his hands together, <laughs> like ready to go. And I'm like, sweet. sweet. So, so that's, cool. it's pretty yeah, cool. That's that cute cool. as hell, dude. Yeah. 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 It is cool. Um, but yeah, um, well, Peter, man, Peter, man it's awesome been awesome to have you. Man, I, 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 I feel like it's really inspiring and, and great that like, you know, you were being so honest about everything and, and where you are right now. And, and also feeling inspired like that we've been talking about it this much for you to jump back into, you know, the gym and, you know, boxing and whatnot. And, you know, of course we want that for you, but watch that dim mock watch. You can find it on YouTube, man. You know, yeah. blood sport, dim mock scene. I'm going to watch, I'm going to watch that scene now, yeah. right yeah. now. Do It'll it. Pump Everybody, you up, guaranteed. Folks, when you listen to that yeah. home, immediately go to YouTube, the, the death touch scene from blood sport, watch it, yeah. do it. Do it. Do, do it. Yourself. Yeah, do Get it. a bunch of bricks. Do it. But um, yeah, thanks, fellas. It's always a pleasure talking to you guys. And uh, uh, definitely just like talking to you guys always inspires me to like, you know, to uh, think about like w what's my current uh, status with like, <laughs> you know, exercise in my life. And so it's like, it's good to see you guys. I want to, I'm ready to just, you know, sort of hit the ground running. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Well, we'll talk again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we'll do another. We'll do. We'll schedule another check in quick, and then so you can come back on, and then you'll be further along than you are this time. Give us a give us a plug. Where can people watch those Instagram oh, yeah. videos? Uh, you guys can follow me and check out my videos on Instagram on at uh, p banny p b a n i. Uh, please check me out. I just I just post little videos and stuff. Like I said, it's more like so great cultural uh, relevant stuff. But I think like my hope is that uh, non Iranians will understand it. And, Hopefully, think it's funny too. And I think, yeah. I think it's. I mean, I like a dumb white guy. It's the funniest shit yeah. I've seen in a while. Appreciate so. you guys. You guys are awesome, yeah. man. Thank you so much for having me. Such a blast, guys. Yeah. Thank you, man. Awesome. Um, if you want to find us, you can at the dumbbells across all social media platforms or email us if you have a question at askthedumbbell at gmail.com. And on behalf of myself and Eugene Cordero, the dumbbells, and our wonderful guest today, P. Bonnie, we would yeah. like to remind everybody that's out there listening to Train Dirty. Eat clean. And live in between. Oh, now we can talk. Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Thank you so much. We got it. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>